0: From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for February 5th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I am your host, Pete Werner, joined by my good friends, Kathy Werling. Teresa Eccles, Walter Eccles, Will Perry, and John Magi. Kevin Close is uh, recovering from eye surgery. And, of course, Corey and Julie Martin are on maternity leave. But Corey and Kevin will be back with us again next week. Walter and I will not be. We will be out in California getting, uh, getting all sorts of great uh, new stuff for the show on the site while we're out there. Uh, Before we get started, we'll go through the usual spiel. Uh, If you'd like to send us an email for our show, podcast at wdwinfo.com. If you have suggestions, questions, comments, whatever you'd like to tell us, go ahead and send them through there. You can also go to our podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, click on the contact link and fill out the feedback form. That comes to us just the same way. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, 877-310-9662. Uh, the local number, 407-574-5093. If you are in the U.K. and you'd like to call us toll-free, 0808-120-2316. And in Australia, one eight hundred seven seven four five three one. 774 531 All of those numbers work, and uh, we get... Uh, for your voicemails and if we play your voicemail or read your email on the show you will have your choice of a dis unplugged t-shirt or a dis unplugged pin and lanyard and then once every month we select one listener at random whose email or voicemail we played on the show and that person gets a shot at the prize matron 50 buttons sitting next to me to my left each one has a different prize associated with it could be anything from a 25 dollar gift certificate all the way up to a Seven-day, six-night Magic Your Way package at Walt Disney World for four, including dining or a six-day, five-night stay at the Disneyland Resort. So some great prizes in there. And uh, send in your voicemails and your emails, and you stand a chance. And um, so with that, we're going to move right into the show because we have quite a few to get to today. I'm going to start out with Jill, who has some questions about... Pool rehabs at the Disney resorts. So here's Jill.
1: Hi there. My name is Jill, and I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I go by Sponge Mom Square Car on the on the uh, boards. My question is about when ho- hotel pools are under construction. I received a message from the. Contemporary Resort, where we will be staying on February 11th, stating that the pool was going to be closed and we could use the one at the Polynesian. Now, I'm under the assumption that if I go traipsing into the Polynesian wearing swimwear, they're going to kind of question why I'm there. Is there any protocol for showing up at another resort to go into the swimming pool?
2: Thanks a lot uh, Jill, what you should do is you should swim from the Polynesian to the contemporary in the lake. (laughs) And this way you'll already be
0: in Stay out of the damn lake. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Forgot about that. Well, actually, Jill, um, as, uh, in a case like that now, normally, yes, if you were pool hopping, um, from the contemporary to the Polynesian, they would say something to you. However, uh, the cast members are aware if, uh, uh, if the contemporary's pool is under rehab and they're sending people over to the Polynesian, most likely the cast members know that if somebody stops you, you just tell them you're staying at the contemporary, show them your room key, and you're fine. There's no, uh, there's really no worry uh, there. Now, obviously, again, if it's a scenario where the pool at the resort you're staying at is not uh, undergoing a rehab and you try and pool hop, you may somebody may stop you for that. Pool hopping is not permitted on Disney property.
2: It's You go on February 11th, you're going to not go over in your swimsuit. You're going to have to wear something. It's going to be chilly. Yeah. But uh, this cracks me up. Like, that's convenient, getting on the monorail and going over to the yeah, resorts. It's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It's, and cracks me up. And doing it over President's Week, because she's going to be there for President's Week. So, you know, one of the busiest weeks of the year, and know. they've got their pool down for rehab. It's just kind of silly um, when you consider there are other times they can do it, but... So, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about it, Jill. Uh, as long as the contemporary uh, is directing you over to the Polynesian, then I'm sure the Polynesian knows that. And just make sure you have your room key with you so that in the event anybody does question you, which I don't think they will, but in the event they do, uh, you'll be fine. It's not unusual to see people getting off the monorail in their bathing suits, getting walking through the lobby in their bathing suits. It's a resort. So it's not out of place at all. You're not going to feel, especially in the poly. It's one of the reasons I like the poly so much is it is a very laid back uh, atmosphere. You don't feel really out of place walking through that lobby in your bathing suit. Whereas at the Grand Floridian, I would feel terribly self-conscious walking mm-hmm. around that lobby with a bathing suit on. But that's just me.
2: You're on your way to Victorian Alberts.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> that made it even more embarrassing. Exactly. So hope that answers your question, Joe. Thanks so much for calling in has an email they would like to read? I do. (laughs) Don't all jump at once.
3: (laughs) This comes from D. Nagi. She doesn't tell me where she's from. She said, my husband asked me a question I couldn't answer since I haven't been to Disney since 2006. Since some of you live in Florida, actually we all live in Florida, can you tell my husband what the tap water tastes like? Do you drink it or do you drink bottled? We read about people shipping water to Disney as bottled water has gone up. I don't know how I don't know by how much. Could you clear up this matter for us? How would y'all describe the water? I mean, it's got a lot of minerals in it. So. I, can,
0: I can describe it uh, the way John described it to me uh, when we first moved down here. Um, the first thing we did when we got to the temporary apartment we were staying in, he runs right into the kitchen, pours a glass of water out of the tap, says, smell this. What does it smell like? It smelled like Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, because mm-hmm. they heavily chlorinate the water, the other analogy we use it's like drinking out of your pool um now that's residential um at the resort. I don't think the water is as bad. I still wouldn't drink tap water at the resort.'s not that it's not that you're going to get sick or there's anything in it. it just doesn't taste good yeah. um it's a it's a it's a bottled water world down here
4: no, uh, now see the water down here doesn't bother me. It reminds me of the water we had back in Pittsburgh. So, so. you
0: drink out of your pool a lot?
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <How> <laughs> I had that? a pool
4: back there and drank you know, it down here.
0: So when you're having water here for the podcast, I should just go take some bleach and sure. pour you it could in? Sure. You do that. Oh, okay.
2: Kathy.
0: <laughs> I use a Brita filter a lot. Every, yeah. I, that's all, filtered and... I cannot have my coffee. Um, well, I, well, I guess it's true in the resorts too because when we were at the Fort Wilderness, um, we had to get bottled water to make my coffee in the morning because I can tell instantly if my coffee Hmm. was made with tap water. And I can't stand the taste. My coffee has to be made with filtered water. I don't don't even let my dog drink the uh, tap water. I
4: I guess when you come over to my house, I'll I'll get the bottled
5: water. She gets the good stuff. I'll drink the tap
3: water. (laughs) But now that I started drinking purified, I drink a lot more water when I stop drinking tap.
0: And a gallon of purified water at Publix is 79 cents. I mean, it's cheap and it's good and
3: what water in the parks
2: and at the resorts is going to be expensive but it's like yeah yeah. it's like everything else at disney it's going to be expensive so if you can have it shipped or you can bring your own that's always a good thing um what i find though is that for the most part in the restaurants the regular water the non-bottled water is actually very good they have some kind of filtering system now there's exceptions to that we've been in restaurants at disney where the water has been gross yeah but i always get just the regular water when i'm eating in a Disney restaurant. So I wouldn't worry about that. I would just worry about, you know, don't go to the sink in the bathroom and fill up a glass and drink it.
0: Yeah. That's kinda of gross. You know who has some of the cleanest water in the country? New York City. New, New York, York, City. York City. And they're pumping it out of the Hudson River. <laughs> It's the purification system they use. It's like world class. It's some of the best water you And it's can not drink. like pool water? No, it's delicious.
4: Hmm.
0: Right out of the tap, it's like delicious. Great water at New York City, believe it or not. But um hmm. yeah, that's uh, that would be my suggestion. Just bottled water all the way. Um I don't have anything to do with Florida tap. I agree. And no. I'm right there with you, Will. Max only only gets filtered water. Yeah. I
4: guess I won't tell my cats then that there's better water out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just
0: I think that there are so many bad chemicals in that water. Do you water. brush your
6: teeth with bottled water? No. No? Okay. Just wondered.
0: But I'm also not swallowing.
6: Okay.
0: So, do you?
6: I use tap water for that.
0: Okay. Just wondering. <laughs> I just don't drink it. Okay. So... All right. Thank you very much for that, Walter. Who else has an email you'd like to read?
4: I'll read one. I have recently been listening to your show at the request of one of my friends. Now I am hooked. I've been vacationing at Disney World for the past 13 years. As a family, we attempt to try new things each time, which makes each trip more special and magical. I have been thinking about keys to the kingdom, but I am not sure what to expect. I believe in the magic of Disney and do not want to take the tour if it will affect my thoughts on Disney. Any insight you may be able to provide would be helpful. Thanks, Heidi from Maine. Well, we just did the backstage magic tour, and I've done the Keys to the Kingdom, and I thought it enhanced my enjoyment of the parks. I don't think it took away any of the magic. In fact, I think it made some magic. What do the rest of you think?
5: I think you just stole my email. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: I'm sorry. You weren't here when we were discussing who was no. going to do the emails.
5: So. Well, uh, did <clears throat> without giving away too much, because we're obviously going to talk about our review next week on the show, Uh definitely made me appreciate you know, the little things uh, that you probably wouldn't normally appreciate uh, going on the tour. And I don't think it spoiled anything. If not, it made me appreciate it more. So
3: I feel the same way. Yeah, we talked about
2: this off mic. Uh, Will really enjoyed Fort Wilderness It seemed to really resonate with him That's a testament that Disney Has something for everyone If this is something you enjoy If you enjoy learning the backstage stuff And what goes on behind it This is something that's offered to you If you don't, if you just want to go and be someone who's uh, Blown over by the the Rides or the shows Then you don't have to do it So I don't think it's something that takes away from anything If this is something you want to learn
0: right? Agreed
3: no, it didn't take away any of the magic. Like you said, it even made it more magical to see how they make such a place function.
0: I I, I have to be honest and say that uh, for as much as I criticized Disney, there were things I saw and learned on that tour that made me stop and say, okay, you know what? There's a reason it costs so much. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That when you when you realize what it really takes to put that on, I still think they could pay their cast members a lot better, but I was very impressed. You know, I don't want to give away too much of the tour for next week's review, but uh, I, uh, I was really impressed by the fact that they provide uh, childcare for their cast members, infant child care, $8 a day. Yeah, You can't get infant child care for $8 a day.
2: Disney has built all new kinder care facilities on property that are state-of-the-art beautiful beautiful facilities for their cast members i mean these are
0: they also oh, you know they also them. they mm-hmm. also provide they also provide the option a reasonable option for uh health care for part-time cast members yeah uh so you know there are many things about there obviously if anybody who's listened to the show more than twice uh there are things about the disney i will criticize but doing this tour really did i have to be honest it 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 made me stop and say, okay, you know what? Maybe some of those criticisms are a little unfair. That there is really a lot more that goes on to put this on than even I realize. And I've been doing this for a long time. And it's a testament to how well Disney does what they do is that when you're, when you're in their parks, you don't think about it. You don't think about what's involved in putting on that parade. You don't think about what's involved in running all those restaurants. You don't think about what's involved in the laundry Wait till you hear about the laundry piece. Mm-hmm. Okay? That I think of the entire tour, that my mouth was on the ground watching I agree. that laundry I found it facility. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It is it, it's it's mind bending. So if it, as as John said, if this is the sort of thing that you would find interesting if you like knowing how things work, if you really want to know how Disney puts this show on, Every day, this is a great tour to do. I, I mm-hmm. can't say enough good things about it. I can't say enough. It was really one of the best experiences I've had at Disney in all the years I've been. Uh, I've been going.
4: And this Keys to the Kingdom tour is a lot like that. Also, we're giving you the backstage stuff. That if you're into that, you'll really enjoy it.
0: Cool. Oh, well, great! Thank you for that, Kathy. We have a another voicemail from John who called us from Epcot with a comment about flash photography. So here is John.
1: Hi guys. This is John from Kerry reporting from Epcot. I'm here at Soaring just having gotten off the ride for the second time. The first one this morning was perfect. Racing through the, uh, the rope drop, getting on, getting my fast pass passes, getting on, and then later coming back and running again. The second ride was spoiled by someone who I could not reach and throw out of the glide. (laughs) Throughout the entire presentation, they were taking flash photography. (sighs) I'm sure that no one one who listens to this podcast would ever think of taking flash photography during a movie. In any case, I thought I would let you know and pass it on to others in case they have a chance to reach someone who's doing the same thing.
0: Well, thank you very much for that uh, that public service message, uh, John. Uh, I am right there with you. Uh, people who take flash photography in dark rides, especially when you have to pass fifteen signs and th- and add three verbal warnings, no flash photography. These people should be slapped. They'll do it, and they mm-hmm. still do it. And you know, take some solace in the fact that people taking flash pictures at Soren are not going to get pictures that come out because the flash is bouncing off the screen and that's what's being reflected back to the camera uh i shouldn't say this but if you want to take a picture in soar and you got to do it without a flash it's the only way right and you better have a halfway decent camera because uh it's you're in the dark and there's motion and if your camera isn't any good it's going to come out blurry anyhow but you're not supposed to, the point being, you're not supposed to be taking any pictures in Soarin', no video, no pictures. It's not supposed to be there. And same thing in any of the dark rides. If it's dark, turn your flash off. If they say no flash photography, it means no flash photography. It doesn't mean you can't take pictures. But everybody, I think, you know, who goes to Disney on vacation has a responsibility to learn how to work their camera at least well enough to know how to turn the flash off.
5: It's frustrating i mean we were just on a ride you know, last week and here me and walter are trying our hardest to take some good pictures with no flash and be respectful and then you got some idiot two rows behind click click you yep. know just flash flash
0: well if you take a look at the uh, the magic video. kingdom video yeah. the portion of Pir- where we're in pirates of the caribbean you can see somebody's flash is going off
4: flash is only good for 10 feet
2: too so. that's the other thing it you know. cracks me up when you see people take pictures of like phantasmic with the right. flash, or, or fireworks, or fire- right.
0: fireworks pictures with the flash. You're
2: only going to get the guy's head in front right. of you. Right? right.
0: It's <laughs> like understand understand the purpose of the flash is to illuminate your subject, so long enough so that the picture comes out. If you're taking pictures of fireworks, folks, the flash doesn't help. Okay, if you're anything, if it's anything more than ten feet in front of you. You're ju- it's just not going to help unless you're, you know, unless the flash on your camera releases light like the sun.
5: Like John said, it's going to make firework pictures worse because it's going to light up the people and the ground
2: around you. you? It cracks me I something. just yeah. always
0: wished I
4: could be at their house when they went to look at their pictures afterwards, and then they, oh, and they complain,
0: then they wonder why didn't my pictures come out oh, right because you didn't know how to use your camera. Oh,
5: I need a new camera. They go out and buy another one.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
0: Because the flash on my $2,000 camera will, uh, will take pictures of the, uh, the fireworks. People. So I, I appreciate you calling that in, John. And absolutely, please, folks. I, like he said, I'm sure nobody listening on the podcast does this. But uh, in the event that you are one of those people, uh, please just familiarize yourself enough with your camera to know how to shut that flash off. And uh, be be thoughtful of the other people on the ride with you.
4: I would suggest before you come down, read that owner's manual that everybody gets that never <laughs> looks at it and take a day and go out and play with your camera and try the different yeah. settings because, you know, Disney is not the time to discover what your camera can and can't do. That's a good point. Those, that's great tip. You know,
0: that's a great pictures. tip. That's a great tip
5: on the plane or the ride down, you know? Hmm.
4: Yeah,
0: exactly. So, all right. Well, thank you for that, John. Uh, our next voicemail comes to us from Kim, who has some questions about a comment I made in our blog about the Yak and Yeti restaurant at Animal Kingdom. So here is Kim.
1: Hi, podcast crew. My name is Kim Flusher. I'm Kim532 on the board. And I was calling to ask about the Disunplugged website. I just saw Pete um, roughing it. Um, update on Saturday 24th, and you were talking about staying at the Wilderness Lodge. But the part that intrigued me was your last paragraph where you talked about being an animal kingdom. You said you had breakfast at Tusker House, fantastic, and lunch at Yak and Yeti, atrocious. I was looking forward to eating at Yak and Yeti at my June... 2009 trip and so i was a little bummed when i saw your atrocious if you would elaborate on that i would really like to hear what your thoughts were on the yak and yeti again my name is kim flusher and i'm kim 532 on the board thanks bye
0: well thank you very much for that kim i am more than happy to elaborate on my experience at the yak and I <laughs> underline and bold-face the word yak <laughs> and Yeti restaurant at Animal Kingdom. Um, now, when I go off on Rainforest Cafe or places like that, I'm told that, uh, you know, we can overlook the mediocre food for the entertainment value, that our kids love it, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. Now, this yak and yeti restaurant is owned by the same company landry's restaurant that runs uh t-rex cafe and uh the rainforest cafe so in other words they are purveyors of mediocrity
2: hey you do know that also portobello yacht club is a landry's
0: okay well be that as an ally portobello's yacht club but we're talking yak and yeti themed themed gotcha um and I have made no secret. I, and I, I haven't eaten a T-Rex because I simply... I, there's no reason for me to throw good money after bad eating a T-Rex. Um, everybody knows what my feelings on Rainforest Cafe are. And I found Yak and Yeti an offensive experience. I don't think I can, I can say this harshly enough. The audacity of these people to charge that kind of money... For the garbage food the and it was clearly garbage food, it is clearly substandard food in the, of the worst caliber for that it, it is they have a captive audience they are just going to throw down the same kind of crap they 're used to throwing down at the rainforest cafe and charge ridiculous sums of money for it um We ate. uh, We ate there. Our day at Animal Kingdom, and I had a uh, a honey chicken dish. And when I tell you, it was they were basically McDonald's chicken nuggets with honey on them. And not even uh, you you know. And but and but that does a disservice to McDonald's chicken nuggets because McDonald's chicken nuggets were better. And I'm not being. I'm I'm not just being unnecessarily mean here. I'm being serious. McDonald's chicken nuggets were tastier hmm. than these things were. Yet, I think, what was it, 23 or $24? $24.
5: Bucks. This was supposed to be like your Chinese General Chow's chicken.
0: Or like a honey garlic chicken. Right. That you would get. And just... Awful. It, it was just awful. I mean, there was just... There's no other way to describe it. And the three of us had lunch. We had an appetizer... We had lunch. I don't even think we had a dessert, did we? No. No. Um, we wanted to get out. And <laughs> nobody had anything to drink. $110. Wow. Crazy. Oh my God. Okay? Yeah. $110 for three people to have lunch at the Yak and Yeti restaurant and to walk out saying, I will never, ever step foot in that vile place again.
3: We all three said that? Hmm. I mean,
5: nobody finished... All their food Nobody has. finished it their food. Is Even half of it Not, Not even half The waitress was, was like
0: You guys didn't like your food you know.
6: Was it packed? And I, was told, there people there?
0: I, I told her I said no It wasn't good <laughs> No, I, did, I didn't eat it Because it wasn't any good We left and I said I
3: have to have ice cream I've got to get this taste Out of my mouth
0: Yeah Oh my gosh And we had to have ice cream Somewhere else Because I wasn't going to Give those people Another dime of my money
6: Was there a lot of people In there
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. There will always be. This is my point. It's a captive audience. They're going to get the people. They don't care what they serve them. That is the problem with this particular restaurant chain.
2: The Animal Kingdom only has two sit-down, quote unquote, restaurants. Serve full-service restaurants. It's the Rainforest in the front and Yak and Yeti. So if you want, don't want to eat in a place that's you know uh, a fast food or a buffet and you want to have a nice meal, quote-unquote, you want to sit down and be served, this is your only choice unless you want to go now and leave the
0: park. So they've
2: got that audience. And we
0: talked talked on the last show, I kind of ranted a little bit about how Disney will outsource their brand uh, without any measure of quality assurance or quality control or attention to that sort of thing. And this is a classic example of how they do it in their theme parks. Save your money. By allowing this restaurant, by by continuing to encourage these people to do the crap they do, by continuing to let them build restaurants on property, they should be either shut down or taken over by a restaurant chain who knows what the hell they're doing and actually cares about what they serve their guests. This is atrocious it is atrocious, and I'm telling you, save your money. Don't go there. It's that bad. So, you wanted to know my feelings on it. That's my feelings to on it.
4: Place to eat.
0: Tusker House. Go to Tusker House. That was, House. That was wonderful. Tusker now Tusker House. Here we. You know, and that's that's a Disney restaurant. This is what I don't understand. Disney does it so well sometimes. Why why yeah. let that let Yak and Yeti exist when you have the ability to do something like Tusker House and serve food like that. Where the service was wonderful and the food was wonderful and the atmosphere was wonderful and the price was right. That's the experience people should have. Save your money. Don't go to Yak and Yeti. Go have the buffet lunch over at Tusker House. You'll you'll thank me. You'll thank me. So there's that. I agree. Hope that answers your question, Kim. Anymore. Thank you very much for calling in. Who else has an email they'd like to read?
2: I have one. Mine's from Susan in Maryland, and she writes, Hi, podcast team. My husband and I love your show. We do have a question. We are DVC members and frequent the world a few times a year or more. We've noticed that during illuminations, there are at least two countries that don't light up. Why is this? Just curious. Thanks for all you do and all the laughs.
0: They're third world and they don't have electricity? As
2: you're saying, they haven't figured out how to harness electricity yet <laughs> because They're poor.
0: That would be Canada and- <laughs> Australia.
2: No, just kidding. Leave the Australians alone. I know, I like to kid the Australians. Illuminations is a show. And someone has figured out that in for timing and for storytelling that we're only going to do these certain cities. There's nothing there's nothing nefarious about it or you know, they don't want to highlight those cities for any other reason except that it's all about putting on the show and having a good show and having the appropriate story told. So there you go. No big secret. No big reveal moment. But
0: oh, that's it. Thank you, John. Who else has one? I have one. Teresa.
6: This is from Anna Brady in Bellevue, Nebraska. Hi, podcast Brady. team. <laughs> First, I want to pass along my well wishes to Kevin following his surgery. I hope that things are getting better for you. Now, on to my question. My family and I are traveling to Disney World March 7th to the 17th. There are 12 of us, 7 adults and 5 children, ranging in age from 4 to 10. We are a close-knit family and are looking forward to spending time together in the parks. I just have to ask, are we crazy to think that we can tour the parks together as a group? Is this even possible? This will be the first time visiting Disney World for most of them. While we are not planning to tour commando style, I have devised a touring strategy courtesy, courtesy of Tour Guide Mike. Do you have any advice for large groups, or should we rethink our strategy now? Thanks for all you do. I thoroughly enjoy listening to your show each week.
2: I think it's important to understand that you're not all going to be able to travel together like the Borg. (laughs) You know, eventually someone will die or be
3: you know shunned from the family. Exactly, shunned
2: from the family. You can do stuff together. Plan to do stuff together. Plan to meet places. Meals together, but if you're all going to try to travel together, it's just going to be a mess. You Mm -hmm. see the
6: people with their little flags, though, with the three. Those are tour groups. 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 Yeah, but couldn't they kind of attack it? You can
2: absolutely try and have everybody wear the same shirt and follow somebody with a bandana, but eventually someone will get injured.
0: Uh, Whenever, look, you know, I've done, I've done my, had my family uh, down here in mass. And I'll tell you now, it's like trying to herd cats. It's just you end up wasting so much time because invariably someone gets hungry or someone wants to go shopping or someone has to go to the bathroom that it takes you an hour to get from one attraction to the next. Um, The smartest thing to do, my suggestion would be uh, to ask each member of the family how they want to tour. There are some that are going to want to do the commando. So you be leader of the commando team. Those people are making a choice. They're going to follow you. They want to see as much as possible. There may be other members of the family that just want to take it easy. Let them have that option. Uh, One of the biggest mistakes I've seen over the years that people make when they get into planning their vacations, um, you have the one person in the family who's the vacation planner, and they put all this time, work, and effort into planning this meticulous itinerary, and they get to to Disney World, And find out half the family isn't interested. That they want to go here, they want to go there, and all that planning goes out the window. Save yourself that heartache now. Save yourself the disappointment. Ask. Ask them. Who's interested in doing the commando, who's not? The ones who aren't, they're on their own. Now, if that means they don't, you know, if they don't get to experience certain things, because they chose that, that's on them. But I think it's important that every member of the family have a choice how they want to do this. It's Everyone's vacation uh, you know I, I, like I said I, I knew that when my you know when my family was in town a few years back and we did a whole big family thing there was no way there was no way I was going to try and plan for everyone that it's you know everybody has an individual experience also so,
2: also talk to them about what's important to them as far as what they want to see and experience because you can then make sure that you're at certain places in the park at those times. You know, not everyone's going to want to go on Splash Mountain. Not everyone's going to want to go on Space Mountain. However, you have, if you have kids, that might be the thing that they really want to do. So try to work that out with everybody and figure out a way to, to get everybody to go. But if you're trying to, to travel together, it's so hard. And it's going to put so much stress on you that you're not going to have a good time. You know, it's just not worth it.
4: Yeah. yeah I, I always agree. used to tell relatives pick their top maybe one or two rides at each park and then, you know, decide then if there was a number of them that wanted to do that. That group could go and do that and then you'd meet up and then exactly. everybody came home and felt like they got to see what they went to Disney world to see instead of, Hey, we got dragged through the park.
2: Right. You know what else is fun about that too is there's, then there's a chance to share things later. You know, right. if you do meet up for dinner that night and someone's done something that no one else has done, you can talk about it rather than having this big mass experience, you know, all you know, big consciousness together.
0: That's a good point. (laughs) Good point. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for that email. Um, I have one here from Mona Lee. Mona Lee. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, Mona Lee asks, I emailed this question to you a while ago, and I'm not sure what your turnaround time is on answering questions since I've never sent one before, but I thought I'd send it again just in case it got lost. Um, as I listen to David Parfit's interview with Keisha Christensen from the Disney Endurance Series um, and Kathy Worling's report on the marathon, since the swimming portion of the triathlons are held in Bay Lake, how can Disney ensure that I won't be attacked by alligators or contract a brain-eating bacteria while participating in the triathlon at Walt Disney World? I sincerely hope this has not come off as sarcastic. I really am interested in the answer to this question, and I agree with Pete. Stay out of the damn lakes, unless apparently you plan to bike and run afterwards. Um, Mona, actually, a, a number of uh, a number of our listeners have asked the same question uh, after, especially after David's report when uh, he mentioned that you know part of the triathlon takes place in Bay Lake. Now, as far as the bacteria are concerned, um, the bacteria is really only a concern during the warmer. Months when the temperature of the water is at a certain level or higher, usually in the 80s, uh, and since the triathlon takes place in January, um, that's not an issue. Second, uh, the uh, the the bacteria that you're that you're speaking of really is uh, it's, it's children and elderly who are more susceptible to getting this, not so much adults. That doesn't mean adults can't, but. It's much more unlikely. It's children and the elderly or those with a compromised immune system who are more susceptible to it. And again, like I said, really, it's only an issue during the summer months. Now, in terms of gators and water moccasins, that's another ball of wax. Um, It is a known fact that there are are gators in Bay Lake. They have been spotted. They are there. They are there. Uh, it's an old fact that there are water moccasins in Bay Lake, and if anybody doubts that, uh, go take a, go to our YouTube channel and take a look at our fishing video when we did the fishing in Bay Lake, and we have video of a water moccasin going across the water and the fishing guide telling us, you could hear her on the video saying, if that ever bites you, that's going to rock your world um, because they're very poisonous. Now, I have never done the triathlon, never watched it done. I am going to bet the farm that Disney has boats and animal control out there while that's going on. There is no way because they're there. I mean, they are there. So obviously Disney must have something set up in order to protect the safety of the participants. And I'm
4: sure you signed something holding Disney, you know, harmless if, if you should, you know, get chomped on by a gator.
0: Um, and, but also keep in mind that gators don't normally attack people. They don't normally attack anything. They don't think they can eat in, you know, a sitting. So that's why it's more likely they're going to attack. If a gator is going to attack somebody, it's usually going to be a small child. It's usually going to be a dog or a cat because they can pretty much take them out in one one foul swoop. Um,
2: also, like any other wild animal, they're afraid and they're going to want to be safe as well. I'm sure that when you know forty or fifty swimmers hit the the water, that's going to make the animals go away. That's going to send a message that says, "There's ruckus going on. Let me not be in that
0: area." So, what, but what bothers me though is ever since I brought this whole issue up after our Polynesian review, the number of people that have either poo pooed it or made fun of me for talking about it. Um, you know, there is those of us who live here in Florida. There is a saying that we all have all heard multiple times. Where there's water, there's gators. Mm-hmm. It is a simple fact of life. And there is even retention ponds in, uh, in, in, in planned communities have gators. Any place there is water, there are gators. Bay Lake is a huge body of water. There is no question there are gators there. How many, where, when, I don't know. I don't track them. But there's no question they're there. And like I said, with the water moccasins, a bite from a water moccasin can kill you. It's just that simple. And they are abundant in those lakes. And like I said, we have video on the site of one while we were fishing we were just we weren't out hunting these things we were just fishing and there was this snake going across the water so they are there um but like i said disney i'm sure has uh some measure uh, taken some measure of precaution or control
5: they've got the boats out there on the lake and i'm sure that there's a path you know that they're swimming from point a to point b i'm sure boats are going up and down and that's going to scare them away too and They'll be out there when they're swimming.
0: So. Exactly. So all right, Mona, I hope that answers your question.
2: As far as turnaround time on your email, you gotta <laughs> just you know, we get so many and a lot of questions are redundant and so we we can't answer every question and we can't reply to everyone that comes in. So if you're frustrated with us, we're sorry. Yeah, but it's
0: not it's not personal.
2: Right, don't take it personal.
0: Um it's honestly voicemails stand a much better chance. There are fewer voicemails that come in than emails. So, if you're not getting anywhere, in email, try a voicemail, 877-310-9662. Don't even have to pay for the call. So, all right, our next voicemail, speaking of voicemails, comes to us from Jennifer in Northfield, Minnesota, who has some questions about her next family vacation. So, here's Jennifer.
7: Hi, podcast crew. This is Jennifer from Northfield, Minnesota, Wildfan Fan 1473 on the boards. I have some questions regarding our family trip to Walt Disney World in October. My 7-year-old son has severe anxiety and sensory issues. He is not autistic or ADHD, but he does have several tendencies of both disorders. I know there are lots of guidebooks on the market, but do you know of any that deal with how to handle the parks with children with special needs, particularly behavioral and mental health? We are planning on staying at a cabin at Fort Wilderness. I think this will be less stressful than the activity at the hotels, and I am going to incorporate breaks into our days. But what other advice might you have for parents of a child that is much more sensitive to the stimulation in the parks than others? If he does have a meltdown, where are good quiet spots in each of the parks that we can take him to to help him calm down? Thanks for a great show, and thank you all so much for a wonderful event at Toy Story Mania.
0: Okay, Jennifer, thank you so much for calling in. If Jennifer is at the Toy Story Mania
2: meet, she saw me have anxiety.
0: Yeah. <laughs> going to break down. <laughs> or two. Almost saw me have one. Um, now, uh, as far as a guidebook, Jennifer, I'm not familiar. That's not to say there isn't one out there. I'm not familiar with a guidebook that deals specifically with uh, special needs children at, uh, at Disney World. Um, with that being said, there are some things that uh, I've heard that have helped other parents. Um, One of the things that had surprised me was, uh, and again, I'm not just trying to plug our videos here, but I've had more than a few parents of autistic children uh, tell me that, uh, watching some of the videos we have up on the site, um, especially the ones from inside the theme parks, watching those with their children before they left really helped prepare them for what they were going to experience. So I know that has, that has been very helpful, watching the videos, uh, maybe uh, ordering the planning video from Disney directly, um, sitting down and watching that with your son prior to coming down, giving him an idea of what to expect, of what he's going to see. Uh, that seems to help. Uh, I can also tell you, you are not alone. There are, I was stunned at the number of parents on our site, on our boards, that have children with a variety of uh, of special needs, whether it's ADHD, autism, anxiety disorders. They are everywhere. Um, I would suggest even just starting on the podcast board if nowhere else. Because I know a couple, there is at least three or four listeners off the top of my head that I can think of that I know can empathize with your scenario. Who would be able to give you some really good guidance. And by all means, feel free to post that on the boards. Feel free to post that on the theme parks board. Feel free to post that on the podcast board, the disabilities board. You've got a lot of different people. You've got a lot of different people that frequent certain boards and don't frequent others. Um, a lot of people don't realize that with our boards. Our boards are very segmented in terms of their, of their, uh, uh, the, their communities you know some people just go to a couple of certain, certain boards they don't go to other ones so post it in a few different places and 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 look to get some some guidance there but i think you may have stumbled onto a good idea for a guidebook because there's a lot of parents in your shoes so somebody out there is inclined to write a guidebook like that i think that would be a great idea mm-hmm.
2: as far as quiet places in the park every park is going to have a first aid station if you know where they are in advance these are great places to go during the warmer months, they're air conditioned and they always have a place where you can go and you can just sort of chill out and take it easy. Um, really good too. If you need any kind of medicine, if you've got a headache or not feeling good or you're feeling the effects of the sun, great place to go and hang out and get quiet. Each park too also has hidden out of the way areas. If you just think it, it's a matter of getting a bench and sitting down and talking to them and, working things out that way, that's always an option. But I agree with Pete. We we hear a lot of feedback that the more information you can give these children in advance of what to expect, the less anxiety they have when they get there. And that helps them to prepare.
0: That was one of the reasons we had Bob start doing the cart camp uh, through the magic like you know, through the Magic Kingdom where he had the, the, the video camera attached to the back of the cart and he just drove through. The whole reason I asked, I asked Bob to do that was because one of our listeners had talked to me about how much the videos had helped her her son in getting prepared for coming to Disney World. You know, unfortunately, Bob died before he was able to uh, finish them. But uh, you know, maybe someday we'll we'll be able to get them uh, get them done. But uh, it really they it, the videos really do help, and we have quite a few on the site on our YouTube channel. Uh, find links to that on the show notes page as well. So I hope I hope that gives you some direction, um, and uh, wish you the best of luck on your vacation. I'm sure you'll have a great time. Yeah. Anybody else have a, an email?
5: I have an email. Um, this one Willie. comes.
0: Slick Willie. Slick
5: Willie. This one comes to us from uh, Lynn Smith. It's main gal on the boards. She says, "Hi, Pete and Diz gang. I hope everyone, including uh, the youngest Ferris to the oldest, is doing well, stays healthy, and happy." Best of wishes for any and all recoveries. Um, I've been a podcast listener for close to two years now. Only recently have I started reading and posting a little on the boards. This is a request slash suggestion. If it could be done um, easily, that would be helpful for people who are only podcast listeners. Would it be possible to record a very short podcast? No. Nope. Denied. All right. Kidding. I'll move on. <laughs> um. It would be possible to record a very short podcast just to say there will no, there will not be a podcast this week due to illness, surgery, emergency trip to Disneyland, Paris, uh, whatever. So many of us eagerly anticipate downloading every week. I keep clicking the refresh button on iTunes, and I'm disappointed not to get one. Um, instead, I go and download something old. So thanks for all you do and uh, in podcast
0: land. That's a great idea, and yes, we will do that from now on. I apologize. It is a good idea. Yeah. yeah. We should. Um, so we will do that from now on. If there's going to be a week where we're not going to have a show, we'll record a short little something uh, so that it goes down onto everybody's iPod. Yeah. So thank so, you for that. Yeah. Does anybody else have an email? We all wrapped up wow, emails. Great. Okay. Three, two, one. All right. And our last voicemail this week comes to us from Jesse, who has some questions about where to eat lunch without an ADR. So here is Jesse.
8: Hello, podcast team. This is Jesse from New Jersey phoning in. Just had a couple of questions about my next Disney trip. Well, I'm planning a Disney trip for April 2009, and I'm, we're staying at the Beach Club, and we're on the deluxe dining plan. I had a question for Kevin or anyone else on the team who could answer. We're looking to do a couple sit-down lunches, Nothing formal, nothing planned in advance, just somewhere we can get in, no ADR preferably, because we don't want to have our lunches battened down. We already have our dinners battened down every night, so lunch we kind of want to play by ear. I would like table service, but if you have a good recommendation for counter service, we'd, we'd enjoy that as well too. My other question is for Will and Corey. You guys used to do the Extreme Orlando segment. I understand that Will is tending to Ferris, who I hope is doing well. But I was wondering if you could bring that segment...
0: Yeah, that's Corey. That's Corey who has Ferris. <laughs> Will Will's face just kind of went white. Uh, wait a minute.
8: <laughs> ...back and possibly go look at the Adrenalina store at the Florida Mall and their wave, fake wave. Um, it sounds interesting to me. I'd like to go over and try it just because I don't want to pay for a cruise with that or go to some fancy theme park. I'd rather just do it at a mall so I can go there to Nordstrom's. But that's just me. Well,
0: Don't you think Nordstrom's is going to be more expensive than the theme park? (laughs) If
8: you could do those things, that'd be great. Thank you very much, and have a great week. Bye.
0: Well, thank you for that, Jesse. First, uh, the first part of your question about where to eat lunch without ADRs. Um, One of my favorite places, uh, if we're talking about uh, you're going to be staying at the beach club, um, Beaches and Cream Mm -hmm. is certainly an option. And uh, the Captain's Galley over at the Yacht Club. I know Johnny Kevin had a bad experience there. Um, but I really, for the number of times I've eaten there over the years, that was absolutely the exception, not the rule. And I was just there not too long ago. And every time I go in there, never need an ADR. And the food's always very, very good. So I think that's a, a, a two places that you could check out that are relatively close. And even Spoodle's. I've been able to walk into Spoodles any number of times, uh, especially for lunch. Uh, Dinner is is a little bit more, a little dicier, but for lunch, I've never really had a problem. Um, Another one that's pretty good uh, um, walk-in-wise can be Kona Cafe over at the Polynesian. I've had good luck without making ADRs and getting into the Kona. Um,
2: We've talked about this. There's a new sushi bar. Over outside the Kona Cafe. And if you can't get into the Kona Cafe for dinner, then you can also order the food off of the menu at the sushi bar, too. So that's an option. If you're in downtown Disney, we always say Earl of Sandwich.
0: Earl of Sandwich. Absolutely. We love.
2: And then the Wolfgang Puck Express. Wonderful. Which, in my opinion, every time we go there, I say the same thing. Some of the best food. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. It's tremendous. tremendous. It's good. Good price. And it's counter
0: service. And it's counter service. It's sort of
2: half counter service because they bring the food to you yeah. type of thing. And I have to say, really great wait staff there as well. Um, you talked about Tusker House in the Animal Kingdom. I think that's kind of your only choice.
0: Yeah, but I, I, it's uh, also it's popular. So I don't know if you're, you're going to be able in. to get it without an ADR. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for breakfast, uh, we were lucky. We got the ADR that we got. So... Um, I don't know how much of a walk-in, but um, Flame Tree Barbecue is still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I always loved Flame Tree Barbecue at Animal Kingdom. We didn't eat there last time I was there. But uh, I've always always loved Flame Tree Barbecue.
2: Epcot's kind of going to be hit or miss for you. There's really good places to eat, but depending on how busy it is, it's going to be hard to get into.
0: If you can – well, lunch is easier. Lunch is a little bit easier than dinner. Um, absolutely, try France. Mm-hmm, if, you, absolutely. See if see if you know, go up to the podium, or go into guest services as soon as you get into Epcot, and see if you can get an ADR uh, for France. And don't fall victim to the oh, it's French food. I'm not going to like it. Trust me, I have no affinity for French food whatsoever. It is my favorite restaurant in Epcot, and everybody who eats there gives it rave reviews. And if that's where I picked to have my birthday dinner, you know it's a good restaurant because I will not trust my birthday dinner to someplace I'm not 100% sure is going to give me a good meal.
2: A tip to to try to get in at lunch or any of the meals is go on an off time or what they refer to as the shoulder times. Earlier than people usually eat or later than people usually eat. Right. Because then that's when you're going to have more availability. Um, Magic Kingdom. I can't think of any place in Magic Kingdom. Mm
0: -hmm. Plaza. Plaza restaurant. Oh, Plaza restaurant. restaurant. Really that's right. nice, really nice sandwich soup. I'll tell
2: you though, that can be a wait. That could be a really, it can be tough, to summer, into, but, be tough
0: to get into, but you know, he's going to be April. So he might, depending on when in April he's coming, yeah. uh, you might be all right. But, uh, the Plaza restaurant, that's something I would try on the shoulder times. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that's, but really nice, really nice food, small. That's one of the reasons it's maybe a little tough to get into. um, you know, when we were in the Magic Kingdom last week, we went into uh, Cosmic Rays. It just disgusting. Mm, it just disgusting. Those burgers were yeah. gross. It was packed, too. And you know, and and it just it's like there's no reason for those burgers to be like that. None. none. We
2: used to love Casey's. The last time I was at Casey's, the hot dogs were gross. Uh, no, we okay. actually had good good Did hot you? dogs at Casey's. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got to say. Last time I ate there, yeah. It was horrible. They had these. Um, oh.
0: They had those corn dog. We were hungry. Bites. Though. We were awful
5: hungry. It those, could have been that. You know, those, those corn dogs. are starving. You no, know.
0: no, I'm 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 never that. No matter how hungry I am, I'll still criticize food. Um, the I thought the hot dogs were good. And those corn dog bites, the nuggets were, were great. Oh, yeah, those were those good. are my that's favorite. There. That's Kevin's favorite too. <laughs> those are great. <laughs>
4: and you can also call from your room phone the day of. That maybe if you're thinking you want something, sit yeah, down or whatever, true. you could try from your room phone when you get there.
0: It's a good point.
2: Agreed. Uh, as far as the Adrenalina store, I've not done the the wave
0: thing. Oh, basically. come on, John. Why not? <laughs> Let's see when I go to it. Because I
2: get stuck in the mechanism and the whole mall would flood.
0: <laughs> Clean up on aisle 12.
2: Um, but it's actually a pretty cool thing. They have a wave m- machine in there and kids are in there all the time surfing on it. So.
0: Adrenalina, that's my skirt name. <laughs> <it> my drag <laughs> name. Adrenalina. Adrenalina see, It's in the middle of the mall or what?
2: It's in the mall. Wow. It's, it's a smaller mall, so it's not like you're, you know. Florida Mall, right? Right, it's in Florida Mall. And, yeah, um, send yeah, Grace over
6: there. To yeah. Check that
2: out. That's kind of fun. It's sort of a funky store. They sell a lot of, uh, I would say, younger designs. That's something I would go and purchase. But
4: and what? And then in the back of the store, they have this wave. It's thing?
2: actually in the front of the store. You can huh. see it so through the hand. front of the store. There's a big window, or you can walk in, and it's a giant glass booth, and it has a uh, an upsweeping ramp in it, and the water's pushed up this ramp to create waves, and the kids are surfing on it. And just they, like
6: a day at the mall, you walk in in your clothes and just go surfing, or
2: well, there's places to change. Oh, okay. so you want to go and change okay. your bathing suit? <laughs> yeah, people are walking Hold around their bags. surfboards.
6: Yeah. <laughs> trying to, to figure floss.
1: that out. <laughs>
2: okay, it's fun to watch because it's fun to watch people wipe out. And what mall is this? This is Florida Mall.
6: Florida Mall. Okay, I've never been there.
2: Check it out.
0: Well, the, oh, I it, was just I was just in Florida Mall yesterday. It's, oh, it's, really, I got to tell you,
6: I don't even know where it is.
0: It's. Don't, don't you, you ain't missing nothing? Okay. I, I don't like Florida Mall. We go to the yeah. one up by our house. Florida Mall is crowded. The people are rude. It's just—it's a lot of work. I mean, I had to go to the Apple Store because I just there was stuff I had to pick up before I left. And if it wasn't an absolute necessity, I've been saying for a week, I gotta go, I gotta go. I just dread going to that mall. Wow. It is. Awful.
2: If we go to an Apple store, we go to the Mall of Millennia.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's a nice mall. Florida's, Florida Mall is closer for me.
2: There's some things that we do in Florida Mall. We have a, a vendor we deal with who makes some of our stuff. So that's why we're in there quite a bit. But it's over by the Dillards. Hmm. So you can come like and Dillards. chop for a dress.
0: The Dillards. Is that like the Google?
2: <laughs> I like the Dillards. It's <laughs> over by the Dillards. <laughs> that's my store. That's the Dillards. It's not like you know, there's more than one. <laughs> It's That's just the Dillard's, one, right? though,
0: isn't it? Oh, it's over by Dillard's. The Dillard's. It's like the Google.
2: <laughs> is the show over yet?
0: <laughs> As a matter of fact, yes, it is. Oh, uh, that is going to do it for us this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, everybody, for calling and writing in. Again, emails podcast at www.info.com. Uh, voicemails toll free, the United States, Canada, and Mexico, 877-310-9662. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Have a great week, everybody. Stay out of the damn lakes.